Hello and welcome to another episode of Legacy of Freedom. I'm your host, Eric McBride. I'm glad that you joined me today. I hope you're ready to grab your Bible and listen to what the Holy Spirit would say to us today. Have you ever heard the saying that the first impressions are the best? Or do you only have one time or the first time to make a good impression? Well, we're going to talk about King Saul today. And we're going to find out when he first came to the prophet Samuel, he left a strong impression, but his character was lacking in some strong places. So grab your Bible. Let's see what God says to us today. First Samuel chapter number nine. We'll start at verse one. It says there was a wealthy, influential man named Kish from the tribe of Benjamin. He was the son of Abiel, son of Zeror, son of Bekarath, son of Athani, of the tribe of Benjamin. His son Saul was the most handsome man in Israel, head and shoulders taller than anyone else in the land. Or one pastor was talking about sometimes women, now don't get upset women, don't get upset. But he said this, some ladies are looking for the man that has the three M's. He's masculine, he has money, and he has a mansion. So Saul was handsome. He was head and shoulders above everyone else in his in his village. So Saul was handsome, head and shoulders above everyone else in his tribe, and he was striking. He was a good-looking Benjamite. Uh, and so God's chosen what the people of Israel wanted was a king. And God said, I've found a king for them. Now, Saul was handpicked by God. And just on the first impression, when he's coming, God tells tells Samuel about Saul. And he says, um, as they were coming into the town, verse 17, it says, when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said to him, That's the man I told you about. He will rule my people. So when he's approaching him, he is coming to look for his father's donkeys that were missing. And he doesn't even realize that God has called him, that God has handpicked him. The people want a king. God's given them a king. But what we see here in this scripture is just the outward appearance, he seems like he's got all, all of that together. You know, first impressions can be deceiving, especially when the image created by a person's appearance is contradicted by his or her qualities and abilities. If you keep reading about Saul, 
he was so timid that he w- went hiding among the baggage. And they found him and brought him out. And he stood head and shoulders above everyone else. A tall, striking man. But he was, he was intimidated. And he had some qualities that made him look striking. But actually, he had some cowardice, some, some fears going on inside. And that caused him to want to be accepted by people. To, he, he became a people pleaser. He was to rule as king under God's lordship and obey God and represent God over Israel. And so many times he failed God because his character was leaning more to pleasing people than pleasing God. You see, his outward appearance was contradicted by his inward qualities. And he had a visual image of a king, but he was not kingly in his obedience to do and honor God, what God would have him to do. This doesn't mean he wasn't capable of being king. It just means that he was incapable of being king on his own. In Saul's reign, we see that his greatest successes was when he obeyed God, but his greatest failures resulted from acting on his own. He had the raw materials to be a good leader, but he often failed because he simply failed to obey God. You see, we succeed when we obey God. If we disobey God, that's sin. The Bible says he that knows to do good and doesn't do it, to him it's a sin. And God just is looking for us to yield to him and honor him with all our lives. That is the character that God is looking for. If God can trust you with a little, he can trust you with a lot. If you do what God asks you to do in one respect, then God can entrust you with more responsibilities. See, we learn lessons from the life of King Saul. We learn lessons from the impressions that he gave and the character that he operated in. One thing we learn is that God wants obedience from the heart, not just mere acts of religious ritual. And and when God rejected him, he, he was offering sacrifices, trying to do what only Samuel could do as the prophet of God, that priestly service. And Saul took it upon himself, and he used the excuse, well, the people were scattering, the people were leaving. And so instead of waiting upon God, he let fear and intimidation and people-pleasing push him into a place that was unlawful for him as king to be. So we learned that obedience always involves sacrifice, but sacrifice is not always obedience. Also, we learned that God wants to make us make use of our strengths and our weaknesses. 
See, God's not just looking for your strength that you can show how great you are because you have strength and God gives you these abilities. The Bible is very clear in Corinthians where Paul says, it is the foolishness of the preaching of the cross that is drawing people and saving people. He says that the weakness of God is wiser than man. God uses the foolish things to confound the wise. And God will use our weaknesses if we would yield to God and just be honest and say, God, you know, I'm struggling, but Lord, I believe that you can help me and that I can, I can be an overcomer and I can represent you well. Weaknesses should help us remember our need for God's guidance and help. So listen, we often try to uh, conceal and hide uh, the things that we're weak in. And I'm, I'm not saying we go and broadcast all that, but the fact is come to God with that. If you're fearful, don't deny that you're having issues with fear. Come to God and allow God to give you the strength you need to overcome that through the Holy Spirit. And so listen, first impressions can be deceiving. You can see people and think, man, they're strong. And next thing you know, they've they've fallen flat on their face. And I want to say this, give them room to turn around. Give them room to repent. Give them grace to repent. We've all fallen and come short of the glory of God. If they repent, then show them grace. Jesus was so good. Remember when the woman who was caught in the very act of adultery, they brought her to Jesus, threw her down at his feet, and they told him what happened, and they said, what does the law say? And Jesus began to write on the ground with his finger. And he said, he that is without sin, let him cast the first stone. And one by one, from the oldest to the youngest, they turned and they walked away. And Jesus standing up, he looks at the woman, he says, where are your accusers? And she said, I don't have any accusers. And Jesus said, neither do I accuse you. Go and sin no more. See, Jesus had mercy. He could have condemned her. He could have accused her. But he gave her grace. And as she went, and he said, don't do that anymore. Don't sin anymore. She had the fresh start with forgiveness and grace. And so I just want to offer that, that there are people that they've blown it. There are people that we thought they were all that in a bag of chips, and they're not. But if they repent, if they turn to God, he'll receive them, and we should show them grace. Now, the sad thing about King Saul is, is that he got worse and worse. And he didn't he didn't get his life right with God, as far as we can tell in Scripture. And he died by falling on his own sword after he was wounded in battle. What a sad end for a man that should have had a dynasty and a legacy. But yet because of his fear his disobedience, his unwillingness to submit to God and yield 
and be a God-pleaser rather than a man-pleaser. His life was cut short. And his legacy was destroyed. But there's hope for us. Today, if you'll hear his voice, harden not your heart, as the Israelites did in the day of provocation, but humble yourself before God. Confess your faults to God and be healed. And let your character be the character that honors and glorifies God. And then your impression that you leave upon others will not be deceiving. But it will be the impression of there is a child of God who loves his father and honors him in all that he does. And you, my friend, if you do this, and you keep doing this, you will leave a legacy of freedom for others to follow. You will leave a legacy for your family of how to walk with God. And God will be honored and glorified, and your family will be blessed. That's what I want. How about you? To learn about God and follow him with all my heart. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for those that tuned in. I pray, God, the blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ be upon their life, that they would run this race with endurance, that they would live a life that is glorifying you and leading others to follow Jesus Christ also. And we thank you for this. We thank you for your help, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for joining in. I hope that you were blessed. Drop us a line. If you uh, see somebody today, represent God well.